Welcome, I am Valerie Malone, life coach, motivation speaker, creator of Love You Life program. You are listening to Real Talk. In this podcast, we bring experts from all over the world to share their stories, tool, technique that you can apply in your life to create a life that you absolutely love. Today's guest is Agul. She is a certified breathwork practitioner. Agul started practicing conscious breathwork to enhance her trail running performance. Combining the deep relaxation techniques with the powerful method using by the opera singers and pro athletes. Agul has designed a unique and set of exercises that can be used by anyone in their daily life to reduce stress and anxiety. Hi, Agul. Welcome to the uh, Real Talk podcast. So glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Valerie, for having me. So excited. Now, you've done some impressive job. You are very unique because you are a certified breath work practitioner. And um, tell me a story, how you became a breath work practitioner. Like I want the the listeners to know what it is that you do and how we can give them some um, exercise strategy that they can apply in their life that can help them. Absolutely. My pleasure. Yes. I mean, my story is quite, uh, yeah, quite interesting, I would say, because I used to work more, um, you know, in human rights, environment, like sustainability. Um, and it was, of course, always a part of it, right? But like probably personal wellness wasn't as important for me as environmental wellness, which we tend sometimes, uh, right, like to, to go into and forget about taking care about ourselves. Uh, but actually, I'm also an endurance athlete. I'm a, I'm a trail runner. Uh, so it was a few years ago when I was running an overnight race uh, with a friend of mine. It's called Moon Trekker uh, here in Hong Kong. Uh, and I remember I was in a perfect physical shape, but not in a good mental shape at all. So I essentially wanted to quit the race uh, too soon. Um, and then I remember that she, she's she been trying to motivate me in, in many ways. Um, and the reason for that was also that I was going through some uh, difficulties in life, you know, my, my personal life, my professional life, they were all kind of falling apart, something that happens to all of us at a certain point, right, um, of life, but I didn't know how to manage that. And basically, I remember um, I started breathing in a certain way that she told me to, uh, and then I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I have nothing to lose, right? And then checkpoint after checkpoint, we did 30 kilometers. Um, so, uh, you know, it was quite hilly as well. We finished right before the sunrise. And we discovered that we actually uh, ended up being female champions. And I was like, really, like from, you know, almost quitting in like in, in just a few hours to winning the race. And that's because of breath work. Uh, so that was, I think, a big turning point for me when I realized that, you know, you can achieve what you want to achieve uh, also using your breath as your, as your superpower. So it became my tagline, make your breath your superpower. Um, And of course, not in the meaning of, you know, like, um, you know, smashing it, like no pain, no gain, because that's, uh, that's, that's not something that works. Um, But about taking care of yourself. Right. Um, And so, yeah, so since then I've been working a lot. uh, My, I, uh, um, for me, my, Audience, I define it as high achievers. So by high achievers, I mean anyone in life who, you know, works towards their goals, who wants to live better, healthier, happier. And my approach, so it's, um, yeah, it's, so it's performance breath work for sure. And then it's also rebirthing, uh, rebirthing method. 
I, I, love the, I love that you just said that you, and, and this is true because a lot of people, um, and me and you, we had a discussion about this before. We're so like, we really uh, into our taking care of our body, our health. And we're like, okay, you know, like mental health and uh, self-care and thinking about our mind it's not something that we really focus on. We figure, I mean, obviously doing exercise, dieting, doing meditation and all that is good for you, but mental health is not something that people, especially breath work that goes with mental health, a lot of people don't know. And that's what intrigued me about you. And I want you to bring you over here to tell the listeners how important it is, the breath work that you, your breathing can actually reduce the stress anxiety, give you the energy and the boost to do things that you want. And they said high achievers, because, this is how important it is to breathe properly. Now, this has not been taught in school. Nobody talks about this. We just like, you know, yeah, we take it almost for granted. Every day we breathe and when we exercise, we're like, okay, we're breathing a little faster, but that's about it. But I love that the fact that you actually explaining like, no, there's a way to, you can control your breathing that can actually be beneficial for you. So I'm gonna go to the next question and I'm gonna ask you, how can a breathwork practice help anyone to reduce kind of stress and anxiety? And the reason I'm asking you this because majority, I would say 80% of um, entrepreneurs and high achievers are, are really suffering from a stress and anxiety, either overworking or personal, you know, family problems or simply just working on their business. There's a lot of uh, stress, anxiety, fear, uncertainty that can affect their breath how that can help, what can help them? Oh, absolutely. It has an absolute direct connection. And I would say, especially for entrepreneurs, what, what I see all the time is because, you know, we have this certain sense of guilt, right? So if we, you know, like take time to take care about, uh, like for ourselves, we feel guilty that this is the time we could, we could be working on something, you know, we, like we're wasting our time. And no, 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 not at all, because this is our resource, our internal resource that we have. And it's much stronger than anything, you know, like anything external, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think also, also like a lot has to do with how, like with our upbringing, right? Because most of us have been raised by parents who like, how would they know, right? What, what did they know? Like they, they, they had it even harder. Um, but, but, but of course, when, when, we, when we speak about breathwork and breathing, like respiration, right? The word respiration, spirit, it means uh, pretty much spirit in almost any language in the world. So this is how we just reconnect to our, uh, yeah, to our inner strength, right? To our source of life that we all have. We all breathe. If we stop breathing, there is basically no way for us to carry on. So the way um, conscious, so we, when we talk about conscious breathing, right, because we, we can breathe uh, automatically, that's something that we never notice, uh, and that's why we don't take care about uh, this part of life. We, we breathe and it, we just take it for granted, as you said. But when we start breathing more consciously, observing the way we, you know, if we breathe fast or slow, if we use our chest or our belly, our nose or our mouth, so many parameters, right? This is how we start slowing down. And as we slow down, we turn up the parasympathetic state, which is rest and digest as the opposite to uh, flight or fight. Mm. Um, this is when we get uh, you know, the access to more resources, to more energy. Our um, heart rate goes down, our cholesterol levels go down, and our immune system goes up. 
So just having this already, right? Because also our body uh, is designed in a way that we spend 80% in the parasympathetic state, which is not common for us living like fast paced life, you know, like being, because also I'm sure like a lot of entrepreneurs, like also among your audience, they, they're also juggling something else, uh, being parents, being, um, you know, working elsewhere. Uh, so of course it, it's, uh, yeah, just practicing, you know, like practicing, uh, conscious breath work will already put you in a better state, in a better mental shape uh, than if you don't do that. You're so right. Cause it's stress and anxiety is, um, well, anxiety and depression is not a disease. It's not something the doctor tells you that, oh, you know, you, you're diagnosed with this. And I want uh, the, the listeners to understand that they give you a pill and the pill is kind of like numbs your feeling for that moment, your body, it's actually body relaxation, right? Because it muscles, everything relaxes, right. not as high potential as your blood pressure goes up. So it kind of calms you down, but it's a temporary uh, fix people. And then your body gets to it. Next thing you know, you're taking all these pills and after a while pills are not working and you got to increase the dosage. So that's why it's really, really important to, for the listeners to understand anxiety, stress, and depression is all uh, is really based on your breath work, based on your breathing, based on how your body can release those muscles and make it relax in order for you to breathe and lower that uh, blood pressure. So a little story that I wanted to tell you, and the reason is so important for the listeners to understand, one of my friends started uh, uh, nose bleeding. He, she, she started, her nose was bleeding. And the doctor mm -hmm. really said that to her that maybe it's just like, a, just a cold or, you know, but she never had it before. So it was to the point that she believed they, she had to go to the ER, she had to go to the hospital. And it was caused because of her high blood pressure. And the high blood pressure was caused by the stress that escalated it over a period of time of her overworking. So she find out that later. And surprisingly, the doctor told her that instead of me giving you uh, um, high blood pressure pills or anything like that, try to manage your breathing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Try to manage Amazing. your breathing. And as she was telling me the story, I was thinking about you and how <laughs> benefit uh, you can get from this breathing properly uh, the way you said it, because a lot of us don't know and we never were taught. So that's amazing how you can do that. So how often do you recommend for people to practice their breathing and learn it properly? Not just, you know, cause mm -hmm. I know for me before meeting you, I know I met you and I talked to you before that, when I would go to the treadmill, I would be like, okay, I'm like, you know, running or when I do meditation, okay, <laughs> my breath is calm. but that's all as much as I knew. But when I spoke to you and we talked about it, I'm like, oh my God, like you said, are you breathing for your abdominal? Are you breathing from your chest? Are you breathing from your mouth or from your nose? Each one of them has effect on your body. So to the listeners, if they would ask you like, how often should we practice it? Just to get to the hang of it and learn how to do mm -hmm. it and then use it when the time is required. Sure, I mean, like if I, if I have to say it, you know, like, um, uh, you know, practice it daily, right? Because uh, it's, it's just like, I think with meditation, uh, there is this phrase, I, I forgot the, the author, but it's not about incorporating meditation into your life, but 
about incorporating life into your meditation. So I, I really like this nice. approach because, because of course, I mean, <clears throat> like when we think about, you know, like our lifestyles as well. And when you, what you mentioned about your friend, we don't live in the cave, right? We don't, most of us, we don't have the luxury of, you know, just sitting on top of the hill, you know, observing, uh, just, you know, again, like we, we can always choose, but, but well, that, that's not feasible, right? We like, we have to adapt, adapt it to, to the lifestyle or to, you know, uh, where we live and how we live. Um, but for the beginners, I would say, just start with the basic practices, you know, and, and that's what I also like to say when people ask me, ah, so what do you recommend for beginners or for more advanced levels? I don't think there is any like beginner advance because that again puts you into this stressful state of that you need to advance in something when in fact the only thing you need to do is to practice consistently what you learned uh, at your first class or you know what you found out to be working for you. It could be one technique, it could be a set of techniques. Um, obviously I would uh, say also like uh, when you mentioned about you know the workout this is this is essentially a workout as well because we work on our breathing muscles and our primary breathing muscle, which is our diaphragm. And as seated dwellers, what happens to us is that over time, uh, as we get older, and by older, I mean older than five years old, uh, our breathing goes up, right? So we, we, we become vertical breathers. That means using our chest, our shoulders, our neck even. Um, and that's because also because we have sedentary lifestyles, right? Like spending these long hours in front of the laptop or even like sitting on the phone. Um, we just, you know, our breathing moves up when in fact, um, if we start observing and just, you know, like sitting uh, by yourself for five minutes and using your, well, starting with the belly and then moving up to the diaphragm, that already br will bring you much further, like much further, like when I say further, it's not about achieving something, but in feeling better, in, in building up that you will, like you will find out that suddenly, you know, it becomes something normal for you. Not, not thinking, oh, which exercise do I need now? It becomes your, yeah, it, it becomes your natural state because that's how we, that's how we are meant to breathe. If you look at the toddlers, right? Or, or animals like cats or dogs, any mammals, you will see that, so that's how we should be breathing, like engaging our like our like our entire rib cage, right? So that it's a 30, 60, 360 degree breath, um, and that becomes yeah, that's that's you know like our entire body will help us to get back to it. That's interesting what you just said. You said that up down now. Now, I I did that, and it's very mm -hmm. unusual for people to breathe from their abdominal so when we're baby we like i've seen babies sleeping like they sleep and when you can see their tummy goes up and down mm -hmm. and then even animals and then for those of you who have pet uh, watch your pet sleeping and their their abdominal goes up right so what ha why is so hard like as we grow up why do we breed from here mm -hmm. and not from abdominal I guess, well, of course, one, one part is, well, society, right? Like society rules, we start going to school, we sit up straight, so we stop playing, right? Because we, we, we don't move that much. Like, and, and mostly like the, um, the school system, the education system, in most places of the world is still a bit somewhat, uh, you know, old and backwards in terms of, you know, like, get, like letting children play and, you know, experiment instead of just sitting, you know, and 
because they sit, they, they sit quite a lot. And then another part which I noticed, like, especially with women, and I mean, uh, it happened to me as well, is, you know, like all these stereotypes about how a woman, like a woman's body should look like. And that means a lot of pressure, like, you know, having like a flat belly, you know, and if it's not flat, we kind of, you know, brace ourselves. Like even like, I mean, if you notice when you pass by the mirror, like what happens uh, automatically, we try, you know, like to squeeze. So we forget to breathe. Like that's what happens because we want to look like, you know, we have the flat belly all the time, but but that doesn't mean it's healthy, right? And of course, I don't say that you should stop caring, you know, like that you should stop caring, um, but it's just not healthy. Like, you know, the six pack is often not healthy because what happens is that when we train a certain group of muscles that uh, we, we suppress others. So of course, when we, uh, when we work on our um, abdominal muscles for breathing, we, we also build up a strong core. But without this, you know, like pressure of having a flat, like a flat tummy, you know, like looking great. It's not about looking great. It's about feeling great, you know, feeling great and feeling healthy. So looking from this perspective. And I think this is the, probably the main reason. Um, so our lifestyle and also the expectations of the society of how our bodies should look like. No, oh, that, that's a whole nother subject. No, it's so true. So true. Uh, abdominal and well, especially if you're going through menopause and you know, as you, like you said, as you're getting older, now older mean can 20 years old are like, okay, you're good and everything. If your stomach is like flat, that's good. If not, it's okay too. It's better than getting to this age of that. When you start getting your menopause and you start getting, you know, that the, um, your digestive system goes down and you just, whatever, no matter how much of a strict diet you are, you still gain weight and you have to be very careful. And I think for those people that are going through menopause, I highly recommend they should practice that because like you said, your abdominal is like really important to be relaxed and, and start breathing from that. Now, I noticed that there's different type of breathing that you teach, right? There's a couple of different. Right. So tell us a little bit about how many is there that you teach and then I want you to like, demonstrate some of them so they can see i can hear you okay um yeah so basically uh, just a second if you, i think it was my connection here is it yours uh, if you can hear me yeah, now, now, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, now, now it's better. Yeah, because I think it was my headphones, sorry. Um, Let me yeah, see, I, out, I thought it was mine. Go ahead. <laughs> could be mine as well. Well, anyways, yeah, but basically, yes, of course, there are many methods. There are lots of teachers, uh, like also if you look at the ancient practices, uh, starting from pranayama, uh, qigong, tai chi, um, then what you mentioned, it was very, like, very interesting, but I'm, I'm Russian, right? And in Russia, we actually also have certain schools and methods like Buteyka method. Um, I didn't know that uh, astronauts also used it for their training. And this is something that I didn't know as, uh, as you know, like uh, someone growing up and, and learning, uh, you know, just because we were never told that. Uh, but um, like the, the methodology, so the method, the, the school that I'm trained by, so it's a rebirthing method. Okay. So the rebirthing method is, um, Yes, the main um, purpose here is accessing um, 
accessing your emotional traumas, uh, childhood traumas and subconscious through circular breathing. So it's a connected breathing when we don't have pauses in between. It's, it's quite of an intense process. It's not something that I teach on a daily basis because I, I see it more like as a cleanup, right? A cleanup of your mental, emotional, physical body, like also your spiritual body. Um, so it's something that you don't, of course, you don't do on a daily basis, but from time to time, maybe twice a year, maybe you do it as a series. And then another met method that I teach more on a daily basis, it's called the breathing uh, class method. Um, uh, it, uh, the author is Dr. Belisa Branich, and she's my uh, teacher. She's based in New York, and she's a clinical psychologist um, working a lot with the fire fire department, uh, with law enforcement, and with, um, with, the, with the pro athletes. So this uh, method is focused a lot on the biomechanics of breathing. So the biomechanics, like how we engage our muscles, right? Because we can, of course, um, and that's what happened to me also in my performance as, as a runner. I was like, okay, there are many techniques, but how do I know exactly if I breathe properly or not? If I breathe optimally, you know, if, uh, if things are going right. And, and, that's, and that's a perfect, I think it's a perfect method for all, for all the nerds who need numbers, you know, so there are lots of numbers, the breathe, even the breathing IQ. So it's something that she created. Um, and this is, yeah, so this is where we also move. So there is a lot of uh, movement involved, uh, plus, uh, plus an active meditation. So you still meditate. And, and I remember for me as a person who is, you know, always more active, it was always hard to just sit down to be still and to meditate. Um, but this, but essentially breathwork is also, so, so there are techniques that also help you to, you know, get into that state faster. Um, I, I, sometimes I also like, you know, compare it, for example, when you are, uh, like in the cold war. So in Russia, we have it like this, in, at least in my family, this, uh, tradition when it's cold, you are in the sauna and it's very hot. Uh, and then you get out and jump into the snow and it's very cold. So you enjoy it more just because you prepared your body. So I see breath work as also like, you know, the state when you get prepared and then when you jump in, jump into the meditation, you experience, um, yeah, you, 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 you experience the benefits faster, uh, well, faster because, well, that's another probably like this high achiever syndrome. We want things faster, you know, right. quicker. But well, I mean, if that's the way, that's also perfect because then over time you build up, but uh, that, that's a great way as well. So yeah, so I, uh, like what I wanted to say that um, I, I like to include a lot of movement as well, because what happens, and uh, again, to your previous question of why we forget to, uh, like about the, why, why abdominal breathing feel, feels harder is because we also don't pay attention to this muscle because it's a muscle, but yeah. because we don't see it, we, there are no nerve ends. So we don't know that things are wrong before, you know, like, you know, like the nose bleeding, right? Like, for example, that was an extreme case, or we feel that we are short on breath or something else happens, but we don't, we get off quite often, we get misdiagnosed because it's not as obvious as for example, yes, breaking your legs or mm. like, which of course I don't, I don't wish to anyone, but it's not as obvious, right. but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't pay attention and that we shouldn't take care of this muscle that is actually quite big. It's about 10 pounds and it has the size of a Frisbee. It's not a small one. It's, wow. um, it's big and it needs, it, it, indeed, and it needs attention. So when we move, so when we in, uh, include movement and, and this is why yoga, for example, is also like why a lot of yogis 
are using it in their, uh, you know, that breath is like, it's always breath centered or martial artists. Uh, they mm -hmm. use breath a lot because without, you know, like calculate, because it's kind of like also like a project management. If you don't, you know, plan your breath, you don't have a good punch or, you know, like when someone is punching you, um, you know, you need to also like play around and to be, be able to, you know, address it, address it better. Because sometimes, yeah, the punch is coming, you can't avoid it. Uh, but the way you react, um, you can make it, you know, like less, uh, less bumpy, right? Like, and, and to react faster. Um, so that, that's what, yeah. So it's, so it's a lot of like, I really, and, and I really like, uh, I mean, I always look into, you know, more teachers and more schools. I, I really like to attend classes and workshops taught by other, uh, professionals because, you know, we know just as much as we know, but, um, yeah, there is always more and it's so enriching and it's so, and it's so beautiful as well. And, and also think about like when we, uh, I know I have, I am, um, I don't know about you, but I have children. So uh, when you're pregnant and you gave a birth, the one thing that the doctor focus on is, is the breath. Like, you know, when you breathe, um, they keep, keep asking you to breathe and breathe. So when you breathe, it's easier to give birth versus if you holding on. And a lot of time, a lot of people are like, holding on to the breath it makes it so much hard for the birth and i know that i give natural birth to my girls so i know it's very important so now we're going to come to the best part of this that you <laughs> going to guide us through some your favorite to go exercise that people can use when they need it absolutely uh so one of my favorite techniques um is called tactical breathing and I actually learned it from my teacher, Dr. Belisa, mm -hmm. um, and it's widely endorsed by firefighters. Um, I think that it was a month ago that it officially became like part of the glossary for the firefighter, uh, firefighters department um, uh, in New York. Um, so it's called tactical breathing. Um, and the beauty of this exercise is that you can be absolutely discreet as you do it. You can do it as you, I call it a commute exercise as well. I mean, I know that many of us are now working from home, so there is not so much commute, but it will come back uh, at certain, uh, well, hopefully soon. Um, so what we do here, we go either fully nasal, uh, and again, nasal breathing is something that, you know, um, many, like most of the, you know, like teachers would recommend just because we were designed uh, in this way. Uh, but if you feel like exhaling through the pursed lips, that, that would be also good. So the sequence is very simple. So we will be inhaling for four, holding our breath for four, then exhaling for six and holding for two, right? So it's four, four, six, two. I will be counting so that you don't have to. Uh, you can close your eyes as well and place one hand on your chest and another one on your belly. And I would say just even for now, if you close your eyes, just focus on your breathing before we start and start observing if you breathe fast or slow if you're using your nose or your mouth if your breath is deep or shallow and observe which hand is moving more the one on your chest or your abdomen and slowly Move your attention to your abdomen, 
and try to move. So try to expand as you inhale and narrow as you exhale. And we're gonna start in three, two, and one. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Hold, two. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Hold, two. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Hold, two. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Hold, two. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Hold, two. And inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Hold, two. And with your eyes still closed, go back to your normal breathing. And observe if there is any sensation in your body or any thoughts or emotions arising. And if they're coming, just let them be and breathe through them. And if there is nothing there, it's great as well. And this is also where you can invite emotions that you want to have in your system could be something as simple as gratitude. And slowly open your eyes. And with a sigh of relief, come back to your normal state. So we did, of course, a very short version. Um, I would recommend to do it for at least two, three minutes. And then you can go on and on. Um, it's, uh, there is no uh, minimum or maximum. And what happened here is that, as you probably noticed, our exhale was slightly longer than our inhale. Um, and there is a purpose to that. So when, we, when our exhale is longer, we automatically get into the parasympathetic state, right? So whenever you feel like you want to calm down or you need some clarity, a focus, right? Uh, whatever you're doing, um, when you exhale longer, uh, that's probably the, the, the easiest and the fastest way. Uh, because in this way, we'll also let things go, right? So it's like a yin and yang. Uh, so when we inhale, so that's our yang state. We are into, you know, taking, receiving, um, having more masculine energy. But when we exhale, and that's quite often is, um, you know, like harder for most of us uh, because we, we let go. We also, you know, kind of 
give like or give away um and just uh you know so that puts us into this yin state uh, so i had i was just gonna say so for me inhaling like you said you're doing the four two whole six then two when you exhale when you hold that was the hardest one and you wouldn't think mm -hmm. of that absolutely you know, the inhale was i was good with the exhale i'm excelling but i'm like ready to back inhale again and that 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 one number that you're saying it can be very difficult that's number one observation that i got and i tell you i practice i teach meditation i practice okay. meditation all the time so the other thing that how much your awareness just come to you like people don't realize that once you do this it's just like you are literally within yourself you're just literally not paying attention to anything else and all your awareness comes to your body absolutely absolutely and and the interesting thing is right like if you and that and that's why there is a count because as soon as you stop counting and you know like or thinking about something else you yeah. can't do this exercise right because you know then you are caught up by something else so you really like you have to like you have to you know uh, you know switch off and like if you want to do this exercise you have to switch off and and that's why it's so endorsed by by the firefighters because you know like they they like they pretty much you know fight the fires there is no other way and they can't do it from the you know like from uh, you know like from the place of fear or panic because otherwise you know like you make mistakes so this is essentially yeah what what helps you exactly to face like also to face you know yourself which is probably the hardest thing for all of us right like to face okay what's going on there and sometimes what we discover might not be so pretty but well that doesn't mean that we need to you know run away from it no 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 it's just okay it's there we acknowledge it and then we move on right we decide because it's it's our system it's our emotions our thoughts and it's only up to us to decide if we want to keep them or we want to you know get rid of them or maybe we need someone to help us which is perfectly fine as well and that's also a decision right like that's in mental health for example if we if we see that there is something that we can't cope with by ourselves we can always you know ask ask for support and that's pro and that's again another bold decision because we are so strong and as women we're used to be like always okay i can deal with that i'm strong but no sometimes it's also like a sign of strength to to ask for help yeah it's amazing it's amazing well thank you so much for sharing the practices and talking about it and i i'm telling you i teach meditation and i do exercise i weight lift and i i run um oh I think very very well, that's a lot <laughs> very very important for well i haven't done it since pandemic happened like i mean i still do my uh walking and thing but i used to go to the gym and do all that but meditation i never miss and I cannot recommend it highly for people to practice this breathing because it's just a whole nother level how much you bring you and ground you and give you that uh, appreciation about your health, about yourself, that you're within yourself. You actually is almost kind of nurturing too because you're taking care of, of your physical body, almost like a spirit and body combined together, which is such a beautiful thing. And and the end that you said, giving some gratitude realizing it and things that is not good for you letting go of the things that is not good for you and through the breath work you can actually do that so 
I'm telling you this starting today, I'm going to practice it because it's amazing. <laughs> so tell us, um, what can they find you and what are you working on? Oh, wow. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. So the easiest probably ways, um, well, um, so my, I run my business, so it's called Respira Breathwork where, uh, like Respira. So it's a Latin word and it's a Spanish word as well. I used to live in Argentina. Um, it's, it's a call to action, right? A call to action to breathe. Um, and, and then I, I and then I discovered that in Latin, it means, uh, recovering hope and strength, um, after the time of difficulty. Um, so it's called Respira Breathwork. So it's respirabreathwork.com. Um, and I'm also on Instagram quite, um, uh, quite active. It's, uh, Respira Breathwork. Um, plus I'm also on Clubhouse, which is like a, this new app, uh, that everyone right. is quite <laughs> crazy about, including myself. So I'm trying to also host, um, quick, like 10 to 15 minute, um, sessions, breathwork sessions there. Um, yes. And I mean, I'm working on, so, um, of course, I mean, because of the pandemic, um, I mean, in Hong Kong, uh, we are quite low on the number of cases, but we also have our gyms shut down, unfortunately. So I teach online now most of the time, uh, building my online community. Uh, so, I mean, of course, there are lots of things to be sad about when we think about COVID, but one good thing that I can think about is that I could expand a lot more and I I have now, uh, you know, students coming from other parts of the world, um, uh, which I'm, of course, very grateful for. Well, yeah. this is great because I will link and I put all your link uh, underneath of this episode. So for the listeners to find you, and I'm pretty sure they will look for that because I know um, they're, they're extremely um enthusiastic to learn more stuff and like you said one of the things that we should be grateful when it comes to pandemic because our listeners from all over the world and it's so convenient now that if somebody wants to do this they don't have to physically go and and you don't have to physically have one location you can do it online and can affect so many people's life and so many people can think and that's why i bring experts like yourself not only to uh give our listeners some some tools and strategies that they can apply in their life but also as an entrepreneur and supporting uh like virtual community supporting each other to make it visible for people that is easy to find if you're feeling stress if you have anxiety if you have fear especially in time like this and and pandemic with the covid and this is really really important like you said not only for uh, stress, but also your immune system. And if you're one of those people that are afraid that you don't want to get COVID, I think you should start with breath work and practice to make sure your immune system are strong, especially in New York is cold. So we can't really go outside and walk or anything, but the least you can do is to, you know, um, definitely practice this at home to improve your immune system. So Ladies and gentlemen, follow her, find her because she's amazing. I loved what she does. And I thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Valerie. Such a pleasure, like such a delight. And well, I wish you, yeah, the most wonderful day. Thank you so much. 